We're about to make history, each and every one of you. We use the word revolution because this is a revolution. I am NXT, and I'm not going anywhere. Oh, a little bit of the bubbly. Bro. This is an official declaration of war tonight to anyone who wants to get in my way and anybody who stands in AEW's way. We are NXT! This is what you call a paradigm shift. Hello and welcome to the WWE versus AEW podcast. I am your host, Daniel. First show in about eight weeks. We did the show at the end of February and then everyone's life felt a bit uh, COVID-19 struck. And well, I don't know. It, it was just a period where, I'm going to be honest, I've not really felt like watching much wrestling. The Wednesday Night Wars slogan pretty much didn't seem appropriate. So I've had a few months to just relax, watch a bit of wrestling, watch plenty of box sets and crack on. So yeah, the podcast is back. We will be back on at the end of the week. Hopefully if Danny stops doing whatever he's doing in the background, whatever, <laughs> uh, we'll be back in uh, next week to talk the Wednesday Night Wars. Um, but yeah, Danny joined first ever guest on the WWE versus AEW podcast. And I've just give you abuse before you've even spoke. How are you doing, Danny? I'm both honoured and disgusted with your attitude at the same time. What were you doing? I could just yeah, I thought, what a bad time to start putting deodorant on. I wasn't putting deodorants on. All right. There is well, somebody in the kitchen who's making a little bit of noise, but it can't be helped, you know. But that's that's about it. I can sum it good. I'm starving. <laughs> We ju- I just had a, a cold Spanish omelette. So good. Oh, from the Tintesco. Really nice. Do you know what? I, I enjoy a Spanish omelette every now and then. Um, both cold and hot. Get um, Tesco's two for four quid. Uh, well, there's there's a lovely little tapas bar at the bottom of our road that's just started. Um, that's just started doing takeaway. Um, so I might um, invest in some Spanish tortilla, maybe a little dish of paella and some... Uh, some patatas bravas or something like that. Whoa. Oh, excellent, excellent. Yeah, so really th- this was just basically to update everyone, all the listeners, um, and why we've not been doing the show. We'll be back weekly, um, well, hopefully from next week, after the Dynamite and NXT shows this week from the Empty Arena show. So um, I'm just going to start by talking um, through what if we've been watching while this whole lockdown thing, in the UK at least, has been happening. Um, I myself, I watched, didn't really watch for about a month, I'm going to be honest. I just like sort of read the results. And then the last few weeks, I've been easing myself back into the Wednesday Night Wars, um, mainly watching Dynamite, if I'm honest. Um, started with the Moxley versus Hager match from the other week, and then I watched the full Dynamite from last week, which I thought was a pretty good show. Slowly... Oh. After WrestleMania, I've got used to the empty arena things a little bit more. So I thought yeah. it was time to get back in with the Wednesday Night Wars and back in with this podcast. So, yeah, we'll be back every week. So hit that subscribe button every Friday. We will be here to talk about the winners of the week and reviewing both shows. Danny, what have you been watching? 
Well, I have been watching AW, and I, I was I was a little bit the other way around from you. I after WrestleMania and the few weeks before, I got used to not having anyone in the crowd, and it was fine um, for me. I was used to it. Um, don't get me wrong; it, it takes away from a show terribly, but I enjoyed having that rather than nothing. Uh, both on AW and on um, and on WWE shows. But um, I have to say, I have to bring up this point. One of the ones I got, that, not so much the wrestling, but the way it was presented, I got the most out of was the week before Hager versus Dean Ambrose. The way the show that was built up, it was like a few matches here and there, a few squash matches, and it was building up to two things. One of them was Cody versus Sean Spears as the main event in the quarterfinals of the TNT Championship Tournament. And the other thing was the build-up to Hager Moxley. For me, watching that show, where they kept doing a good 10 minutes in terms of vignettes, and I think they did it three times in that show, because they have to take away from that blank canvas of having no audience. And it was like watching, you know, the UFC countdown shows before their big events. It was presented in the way that these guys both training for this. This is this is a big deal. Um, it showed, and and I know when we spoke previously about WrestleMania and the build-up show there, you say you didn't, you don't like it sometimes when they're talking about it as if it's a real contest. But I think this was so well done. It actually made me excited for the um, for what in essence was a TV match, although although it was an elevated main event. Um, so I really enjoyed that. Episode of AEW very yeah. much. Yeah, um, I must have watched a bit more than I'm letting on here because I watched the build up to that too, and it did make you um, want to see that match. The match itself. What? What did you think the match itself? I thought it went. I don't know. They tried, didn't they? It was. It was good, but it wasn't like. I don't know. It went a bit long. I think it went what about 25, 30 minutes, but. I enjoyed it for what it was. I think I enjoyed it more than other people did. I seen a lot of criticism for the match on, well, Twitter as ever. But it was all right. I think you're looking at about a three-and-a-half-star match if there was fans in the in attendance. Um, but I do think it does take away from each and every match. Um, now, I've got to the point now where I'm, I'm starting. To, it's, becoming a, it's becoming a little bit of a chore um, however, I've watched some clips from this week, mostly clips from both AEW and um, SmackDown as well. Um, I was, I did stay up, was supposed to be staying up for SmackDown, but I ended up watching a Joe Rogan podcast, got really involved in it, and I didn't end up watching um, SmackDown. Um, but other than that, I've been watching a lot of old stuff. Um, I've been watching a lot of documentaries. Um, I watched a really, really good half-hour documentary on youtube about kenny omega and it was um called japanophiles um and obviously talking about kenny's love for all things anime and japan and it's anime is not my certainly not my thing but it was good to get like a half hour of him talking about his passions as well as wrestling um so that was really really good and um, i've just been watching a load of different random things watch the chicago bulls thing on um on netflix or it's the first two episodes. Yeah. Even as somebody who knows very little about basketball, was an absolutely excellent documentary. Um, and I've also watched um, the Michigan Wolverines All or Nothing, which is the same 
documentary that they did for Manchester City and Brazil not so long ago. <laughs> Danny, I mean, what have you been watching from, w, from WWE and AEW? Um, and well, okay. That's why I started talking about WWE and AEW and then I went on to other things. So if you want to hear us talk about the Chicago Bulls documentary, check out the uh, episode we did that will be on the Neutral Wrestling feed from earlier this week. But Danny, so you'll have watched, right? Um, you know, the Dynamites that you were talking about, you were like, was deep into. And um, that was like around the time when like Luke, Luke, not Luke, Luke Harper, it's going to take some time getting used to yeah. saying Brody Lee. Brody Lee debuted. We had um, Lance Archer, who I'm a big fan of. I think you are as well. Debut Lance, after man. his amazing 12-month run um, in New Japan from last year. He was a mate, one of the stars of the G1. Uh, we also had Matt Hardy. He made his debut in AEW. So quite a lot of debuts. Um, which one would you say you're more excited of of the three? If I'm forgetting another debut, then I apologise. But um, to me, I've heard a lot of people say you shouldn't have really debuted um Lance Archer and Brody Lee at the same time because they're very similar characters. But that's purely, I think, just because they're both heels, they're both big guys. But obviously the difference because Brody Lee is like the head of the Dark Order and you've got Lance Archer who is with Jake the Snake. Um, so yeah, which one of the three debutants are you most interested in? Well, it, that's a bit of a hard one for me because I'm actually interested to see what they're doing with all three. Um, in terms of immediate impact, I like Matt Hardy. I like the, the fact that he's got more creative control. I love the fact that he's working with Jericho. Um, and I've loved the little bits of um, release the hounds and trying to get Vanguard into the inner, inner circle. Um, I thought Jer- Jericho was brilliant in... Um, in Matt Hardy's debut, the way he was promoing against the drone. It's only Chris Jericho that can do that. Absolutely fantastic. That was the one I enjoyed seeing most in terms of the debut because we all knew Brody Lee was coming up a few days before. But the one I'm most excited about long-term is Lance Archer. Um, I think we could be looking at a potential world champion there. 100%. Yeah, definitely, Danny. Definitely. I think I think with Archer, he's just... I'd have him, big guy, get him being the main champion and give him like a six-month run with a belt. Definitely. <laughs> um, whether or not they might need maybe a bit... Obviously, I, say that, I think Moxley and Archer could, could be a nice little feud. Whether or not they're going to go with Archer winning the um, TNT title um, is left to be seen. I think maybe for that one, I'd possibly go with Cody, give him a run with it. Um, it can't, obviously, there's that stipulation where he can't compete for the uh, world championship. Um, so it'll keep him busy for six months or whatever. Have him get that belt over and then maybe transition to a Lance Archer or Brody Lee type. Because um, obviously, you had like the big heel run um, with the main belt, didn't you, with Jericho for six months. So maybe with this yeah. title, put a different spin on it and have the babyface run with the belt for a few months. But... Yeah, so obviously um, another thing I wanted to touch on was d- the um, decision to still run Double or Nothing. Um, obviously, this is the second Double or Nothing. Um, it was supposed to take place in Vegas. I'm not, I'm not sure where they're running it from at the moment, to be honest. But, uh, oh, right. Well, I think Florida is a state. They've let, and Jacksonville specifically, I'm pretty sure that's where UFC are running the shows from. It is, so that's I- where UFC are, yeah. 
Um, so I don't know whether because that, that's the home territory, basically Jacksonville, isn't it? Yeah, you'd probably you'd just say they should run it from Daly's place, but obviously they had to move from Daly's place, didn't they? To uh, yeah. to Atlanta is that where they've been running the tapings from? I think it is. Um, the last few weeks, but would you? What would you think? I've seen a lot of backlash about them going ahead with the show. Now, at first, I would have probably been like, "Yeah, we don't really need this show. It's not a time where anyone wants to watch wrestling." That was my own personal attitude for the first few weeks of this. But as time's gone on, we've been in lockdown now for what five weeks. Do you know what I mean? I'm getting sick of it. I just want stuff back to normal. So for me, the more wrestling, the better. So yeah, yeah. go ahead with double or nothing. Go ahead with money in the bank. Go ahead with. 205 live whatever you want to do i just i want things back to normal as quickly as possible so yeah people say well you're risking the wrestlers well there's always a risk with wrestling so anyway. no, i think i think as well that you you've got to say both wwe and AEW are um, testing wrestlers um they're keeping a high level of thing you know at, at this moment in time i wouldn't want to comment on whether it's right or not to be to be doing wrestling, I, I think you've just got to leave it up to the people who are doing it. Um, if you if you don't want to watch it, don't watch it. If you do want to watch it, then enjoy it. But I think for people who have no working knowledge of the wrestling industry, um, to be able to comment on it and to be able to be so vociferous in terms of the response is it's for the birds. It's not. Um, it shouldn't be happening. Leave the leave them to do what they want. And if you want to watch it, watch it. If you don't, don't. Yeah. Speaking of if you want to watch it, watch it. If you don't want to watch it, don't. Um, the ratings. Now, since we last did the show, which was the last Friday in February, um, the ratings have gone pretty much... They, they've gone back. AW dominated for the first five weeks. So the yeah. five weeks... Of Dynamite in March was all AEW. Um, they started off quite high with 906,000, and that went down to 766. Um, and then they did 932,000, which, off the top of my head, um, the 932,000 show was the first show which was empty arena. I'm pretty sure it was that because I think it was the 18th where. They had Luke Harper, Brody Lee, um, down to, to debut in, well, what's his hometown? Rochester, New York. Um, yeah. Obviously, they switched it, but still went ahead with his debut in um, at Daly's Place. So, yeah, they had Brody Lee debut, Matt Hardy debut um, on the same show. So, that show did 932,000. Um, I'm hoping it was that show. I'm pretty sure it was. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. Um, but, yeah, since then, we've seen, we saw the first two weeks in April. Um, it was the first time that NXT had got a victory in the in the Wednesday Night Wars this year. The last time they actually won was the 18th of December um, when AEW only did 683,000. And then they obviously won on Christmas night because AEW didn't have a show. So the last time that NXT had the better rating on a Wednesday was actually on Christmas night. So this time they won by 1,000 viewers. A, um, NXT had 693,000, um, AW 692,000, and then the following week, another victory for NXT, they had 692,000 to AW 683, but the week that we've just had, which I watched, I've not watched NXT yet, I, am, I have been meaning to watch it, and I think they had 
the debut of Killer Cross, um, I think, um, was last week, and AEW won that. And I thought they had a really good show on Dynamite. Um, so AEW had 731,000 viewers to NXT 665. So you can see AEW were touching around the 900,000 mark, but obviously with COVID-19 and everything that's going on, they have dropped a couple of hundred thousand viewers, um, which is people, there's two arguments, Danny, isn't there? There's more people at home. Um, but on the other hand, are those people at home really wanting to watch wrestling? We're different than most people. But yeah, so I'm guessing mm. the ratings aren't that important for the time being, really, it has to be said. Well, I think I, I noticed over WrestleMania, um, there was a number of people, uh, five or six, who would approach me because they know I'm a wrestling fan um, and asked if the network was free and how they could sign up. Um, these are lapsed fans from the Attitude Era, so they've watched WrestleMania. Um, so there are people at home and there are people looking for things to do. Um, so whether that can mean, I think most of them will just check clips out on YouTube at the moment. Yeah, that last thing in it. I mean, you've got the WWE Network, so you can watch pretty much anything. Um, but with the ratings, another thing that I think might come into it, why it might be flipping back into AEW's favour Unless I'm wrong, which I don't think I am, NXT aren't really, there's no real end goal. I'm, I don't think there's a takeover, is there, coming up anytime soon? Um, as, or, or is there? don't think there is. Not, not that I'm aware of. Whereas AW are going back live as of, not this, it might be next, I feel like it's the 6th or the 7th they're going back live. So yeah, that'll be ne- not this Wednesday coming up, the Wednesday mm. after. They will be back live with the last few weeks, well, three or four weeks build before double or nothing. So really, let's face it, there's going to be more going on on the Dynamite side of things than there is on the NXT side of things. So I fully expect, I expect a clean sweep for AEW Dynamite in terms of ratings for May as they build towards probably their biggest, second biggest pay-per-view of the year, whilst NXT is just, I don't know, just doing weekly TV. I mean, I I sent you the message, um, our friend... um, G, he basically has just started. He, he watched WrestleMania and enjoyed it that much. He's been watching it WWE religiously since. I've been telling him to watch Dynamite, but he's he's not going to do that. He's going to watch WWE. And I actually spoke to him and he sent me a message saying that I said you should try NXT, give it a go. And he watched NXT and he didn't like it. He enjoys watching Raw, enjoys watching SmackDown, but for him, he said NXT felt like just matches taking place for matches. Say he didn't feel like there was much stories going on, and he much preferred the Raw SmackDown storyline aspect of things compared to NXT. Now, but obviously, for us, we know that probably the storylines might even be better on NXT usually. But for the I don't know the casual fan, which you'd sort of refer to him as, he prefers Raw and SmackDown. He would probably prefer Dynamite if there's more storylines going on than, say, on an NXT. So I just thought it was interesting to get a perspective of someone who has only been enjoying watching wrestling for about a month. Yeah, I think I think most people, when you speak to most people, how they got into wrestling, they got into wrestling through WWE uh, main shows. Um, so, I mean, the exception is probably quite a lot of my generation, the likes of me and Chris, who got into WCW because we didn't have Sky um, years and years and years ago, um, thirty years ago it is. So I'm um, I, I do get why G would say it that way because it's the entertainment side. It's not just purely about watching wrestling matches. So yeah, I, I completely understand that. 
Yeah, it's like I've been trying, I've been telling him to watch Dynamite, but at the same time, I've been thinking he might just be better waiting until crowds come back because it, I don't know, yeah. I, personally, from I've been watching Raw and SmackDown quite a lot, and I think from just an aesthetic point of view, it, the WWE version does look better. Obviously, you're at a performance center. Do you know what I mean? Which does look better than the setup from Dynamite for me, at least. Um, especially the the new place. I think it was much better at Daly's place than it is in um, Atlanta. But obviously, the difference is AW do have what about twelve fans at ringside, as they have six heels and six baby faces at opposite sides um, of the ring. But yeah, that that was yeah. basically everything that I wanted to touch upon on this return of the podcast. Um, as I say, I'll be back on hopefully Friday to discuss this week's NXT and this week's Dynamite. Yeah, I'm going to be back having to sit through four hours of TV in the space of 24 hours so I can get this podcast out. But hey, not that there's much else going on. So Danny, I want to say thanks for joining us. Um, hopefully you come back at some point. I'm, I know it's going to be tough for me to get you to sit through four hours of NXT and Dynamite by a Friday, but hey. Definitely by a Friday, yeah. Because as most of the time, I don't watch them until Friday day. Um, so, yeah. So anyway, thanks for joining us, Danny. So make sure to subscribe um, and everything like that. So we will be back on Friday for the WWE versus AEW podcast. See you later. <laughs>